just going through the whole system, you know, and making sure I don't leave anything out. I don't miss anything, you know, right. just checking out every single aspect. You know, it takes time, but I think the the customer appreciates and values that, that we will go the extra mile for them. Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're joined by Gary Smith, Dactronics Project Manager for the Southeast Region. He's going to tell us about his experiences as a Dactronics Field Service Engineer, how he did system checks and other maintenance tips for LED displays. We're here today with Gary. Gary, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Matt, how you doing over there? It's a good day today, Justin. It is a good day in the podcast bunker, six feet apart. Yep. And we get to talk to Gary, who is a current, currently a project manager with Dactronics, but we're going to talk about your previous role when you got to do some fun service things and getting displays ready and doing some maintenance on those. Um, can you give us a quick rundown of your current position and then we'll go back into what you were doing before this? Yes. So right now I am a project manager in the Southeast region. Um, I manage uh, large-scale installations. Um, so I have a great time working with our customers. And uh, previously, I was in the service role, and I was a FE, a field engineer, and did service installations of in, of all our type products that we have at Dactronics. So uh, you name it, from the high school market to the billboard market, the commercial market, live events, uh, I was doing all of that installation and support. Right. And we call them, we do this every time. And Justin knows I love it. We call it the origin stories, Gary, too. So it's, um, how long have you been at Dactronics and kind of like, how did you get started with the company and into that role? So I have been with Dactronics for 15 years. Oh, he beats um, me. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Well, you and I have been at Dactronics. 14. For, yeah. 14 oh, okay. years. Okay. So Gary wins. Yep. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Yes. So it's funny. I started, um, I was at a career fair at my college that I was attending and, um, the representative came over uh, to me. And he was like, Hey, have you heard of Dectronics? And I said, no, I never heard of Dectronics. He said, well, send me your resume and, uh, we're looking for some, uh, some help. Um, and of course, when he said, have you ever heard of Jumbotron? I said, yeah, I've heard of Jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, and now I know that's a Sony product, of course, but, um, but I started, yeah, I started as an intern back in 2005. Um, and I basically did service in the high school market. I would go to a rec field, uh, go change out uh, some digits in a scoreboard. Um, I would help with a, a CVS Galaxy display, doing service there. Um, so I did that for a little while, and then I wanted to, you know, move up and do uh, more of the pro sports in the college and university. So I transferred into that when I once I graduated from college, um, and just doing service in the in, for the colleges here in Georgia and, and the surrounding Southeast region, um, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina. Um, and then uh, I wanted to travel. So I, I joined our installation uh, supervision group in 2008. Uh, and I traveled all over the country and the world uh, supporting customers and doing installs. So um, we did that for a while, got married. Um, and then once I got married, I stopped traveling, came back to <laughs> <Yep>. service. <laughs> That'll happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah, came, came back to service uh, and did service uh, up until 2020. Uh, when the and when the pandemic hit, a opportunity opportunity presented itself uh, for me to transition into the role I'm in now, which is project management. Nice, and I and I like that it's 
like you said at the very beginning, I think we hear this sometimes is people may not have heard of Dactronics, mm-hmm. but odds are you've seen our product somewhere, right? Whether it's a high school, college, professional sports, uh, Times Square, billboards, billboards, even yep. gas station digits. Like it's one of those things you probably see and just never realized the company behind it all. So that's awesome, man. Yes. Um, yes. As we're kind of been talking about, uh, the, one of the big things we want to kind of start off today with you, Gary, is, is spring maintenance, right? And we say spring maintenance one on one on one because right. it is it is that time of the year right now. And and going through your history, even though you're a project manager right now, we're going to kind of tap into your knowledge over all those previous roles you just mentioned. Um, yes. Just kind of curious if you could go through some of the spring maintenance tips that you've kind of I don't want to say picked up over the years or things you would suggest. Yeah. So. Uh, when I think of service and the quality of service that Dectronics brings, like I, I give, I go that extra mile for the customer, right? So I look for those things that typical another person wouldn't, I guess, look for. So a tip mm-hmm. that I, I picked up is, you know, I'll arrive at a customer site um, for that spring maintenance, that that system check. Um, I'm going to give them that white glove service. I'm going to turn on the display. I'm going to run, go through a color test pattern check for any visual outages. I'm actually going to go up to that display, make sure all our mods are properly latched and seated properly because you don't want a mod accidentally falling out and hitting, the, hitting someone on the head during the <laughs> yep. game, you know? Right, <laughs> you right. Know? That'd be a PR nightmare. The yep. mod just fell out of display. <laughs> right. So I'm going that extra mile, checking for uh, LEDs that might be out. So, you know, it might not be a visual issue that you see from far away, but once you get up, you can say, hey, you know, we have some LEDs out here. Let's go ahead and change it if they if the customer has enough spares. So definitely going through, checking out the whole display physically, make sure it looks good, and then checking up on their computer system as well. I'm going to be uh, checking if they have a, a primary and backup system. I'm going to be testing both of those, providing uh, all the necessary software updates to those systems, um, and then testing everything out, going, you know, testing all the different features within our uh, whatever system they have, you know, be it show control or uh, Venus 1500 or whatever they have, just checking out every single aspect, um, testing, make sure the power, you know, turn the power off to it. Cause you know, there's a huge current rush when we turn on power to display. So sometimes you might have a power supply that might fail or weak one. So turning the power off and on, uh, making sure everything is good, just going through the whole system, you know, and making sure I don't leave anything out. I don't miss anything, you know, right. just, Checking out every single aspect, you know, it takes time, but I think that the customer appreciates and values that, that we will go the extra mile for them uh, to make sure they have an operating system because sponsors are, you know, they're paying big money to be on the screen yep. you know, and they don't want their part of their screen, you know, Coca-Cola sign and to be, be half out, you, right. see Coke, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. Um, that's the marketing nightmare. You talked about the PR yes. nightmare. That's the marketing nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. you mentioned so. uh, sponsors, and and obviously there's definitely sponsors in in sporting venues, and there's also sponsors on billboards. So when you're doing these checks and you're on site, you do you did it for multiple different types of customers. Was it different uh, a different pattern that you went through for a different application, or was it just uh, how long is the process based on the the amount of equipment they have? Yeah, it's it's based on how based on how long or how much equipment they have. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same. I go in there with the same mindset. Like I want to make sure, you know, I know all customers uh, in different markets have different type of products, but going in, making sure everything is operating at a hundred percent, you know, um, 
And yeah, it would take longer for our bigger, large scale uh, customers, our big universities that have multiple displays in their arenas and their mm -hmm. stadiums it would take some time versus um, if you go to a high school and they just have one main video board, you know, it might take a little bit less time because their equipment is not as, is uh, not so, uh, oh, geez. Yeah, spread out maybe kind of like spread out yes yeah. it's all compact mm -hmm. yeah i yes. like how you said that though you you come in with the same mindset it's i need to get this system whatever it is up and running as expected for my customer that's right no matter what it takes let's do it it's a, it's the same type of I don't know, check boxes like you're saying it's that has to work that has to work and that has to work it's just a matter of how many that's <laughs> how far right. apart they are yes. is what, what determines it right and right and if you're not actually going on site but somebody has dactronics products is there like a, a product maintenance guide or something that we hand out to them there is uh so there's there's plenty of documentation that we can hand out um to get, uh, give you a step-by-step -step on how to uh make sure your uh system starts up properly or how to shut down your system properly um what to look for um, so we all have, have that documentation that we share. Yes, yes, sir. And then I'm thinking we're going through the the different system checks here. And and you mentioned one of the things you do when you're going through these is, you know, doing checking all the different colors on the display. But there's also something to be said about making sure the display is calibrated. Right. So can you maybe touch about that? And why is that important? Yes, uh, very important. <laughs> Calibration is um, is very important because even after a year, of a customer's display being out in this in the heat or the sun when you go to put a fresh module in that display it's going to stick out like a sore thumb and then over time if you keep doing that your display is going to look like a checkerboard mm -hmm. now we don't want displays looking like checkerboard we want them to look uniform and seamless right mm -hmm. so the big thing is if you're going to replace a mod, my, my rule of thumb, I don't know if it applies to everything, but I would move that if the if the problem's in the middle of the screen I would move an already working module that's you know in the display to the middle of the screen and then put the new one maybe towards the bottom right hand side you know because the louver might look different mm -hmm. and then once you do that you want to go and calibrate the new mod that you put in do you want to dim it down because it's fresh mm -hmm. from this from that inventory it's going to be fresh so you want to go in our software and then adjust the red green blue values to to line up with the other uh modules with uh that is adjacent module so that's the big thing, man. People want their displays to look good. And uh, even after a year, you know, just it's going to, you know, when you put a fresh module in there, you're going to be able to tell the difference. So yep. calibration is huge. Yes, sir. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, the, the checkerboard image, like you're saying, yeah. too, is the the variances between them all. You can definitely see the seams. But you even mentioning at the end, they're making sure that you're adjusting the individual colors because it's one of those, you know, we hear from customers. So like if it's University of Georgia, right, it has to be the University of Georgia red or the Auburn yes. orange or even Coca-Cola, like we yeah. mentioned is sponsors aside from it looking like a checkerboard. Yeah. <laughs> also want to make sure that the colors are accurate and represent their brand correctly. Right. Correct. Color accuracy is, is key. You know, that home Depot orange is, is key. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the Coca-Cola red, you know, we want those to look true and to be their natural colors. Yep. So right. it's very important to, um, because people are going to drive by and say, Oh, that display, that Coca-Cola doesn't look, that looks pink. That, that red looks pink. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. and you don't want you don't want your Coke to look pink, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, and I think you mentioned it with it even just being a year, and the display is sitting outside and, and going through the the heat cycle or or the cold cycle, depending on where it's located. Um, they can kind of get dirty if they're if they're outdoor displays too. So, what do we do about display cleaning when it comes to that? 
Yes. Yeah, so we offer display cleaning for all our customers. Um, I know I've seen in the past, some customers have written that into the contract where they do a yearly cleaning of the display. Um, just being, our, of course, our outdoor displays are exposed to the elements. You're going to have spiders. You're going to have wasps. You're going to have dust, dirt, grimy stuff. Uh, if it's on the side of a road, you're going to have that 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 buildup in the air, the pollution, mm-hmm. and that stuff gets on your on your display. It gets on your louvers, gets on your LED. So, it's I think it's very key to have that yearly display cleaning. It it wipes off all that dirt and grime, and it makes it kind of revives your display. Mm-hmm. Your 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 LEDs. Our LEDs are very powerful. Don't get me wrong, but when it has that that grime and stuff on it, that that whatever you would call it, dirt and mm-hmm. on the face of the LEDs, it doesn't be as intense and as bright. So we want to get all that stuff off by cleaning it, and then it's going to be even more vibrant uh, for your audience, whatever the, wherever you have that display. So display cleaning definitely uh, definitely recommended on a yearly basis, or you know, a by 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 yearly, I guess you would say. Yeah, it sounds like. If you're thinking of the the average person sitting in their house, it, it's like dusting the face of your TV screen, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that dust builds yes. up. It can it can alter the picture. And then if you've got kids that touch it with their hands, you got lines through the through your TV and, and you dust it so it's clean and fresh. So that's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of what I think of when I think of display cleaning is making sure it looks fresh like that. Yes, for sure. Yep, and I've heard from um, other people in services too is that there is there was a customer one time that had a relatively new display and had thought, you know, this doesn't look as good. I thought this was supposed to last this long. Well, they hadn't been doing a display cleaning in a while and they did it. And then it was completely a 180 where they went, Oh yeah, it looks great again. It's one of those. Oh, so it's sometimes you can, you can wonder, Oh, is it, is it the display that looks bad or does it just need a, a face wash? Right. Like and get cleaned off right. like that. But, um, Oh yeah. Especially, especially cause a lot of, um, uh, venues might host like monster trucks. Yes, you know with all that dirt, yeah. you know all that dirt just on display. And I didn't inside. even think of that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, a lot of the monster trucks and the um, the motorbikes. Man, yeah. So you run into that as well. <laughs> so other than cleaning your, the the face of your display, what are some other things that they should be that customers should be thinking about for routine maintenance, uh, especially this spring? Routine maintenance. Um, I would definitely recommend to just turn on your display once, two times a week or a month, um, just to make sure everything is operating, you know, as you, as they please, you know, um, because, you know, some, we don't want to be in a position where it's, it's a couple hours before game day and you haven't turned on your board. And when you turn on, you got a huge outage. So testing your board periodically is definitely a huge tip that I would, uh, extend to our customers, turn on displays, Make sure your uh, your software is up to date. Make sure it's all your content looks right on the displays. Um, and then if you see something wrong, don't hesitate to resi- uh, reach out to Dectronics. Our service department will come in, take care of it. Um, but definitely test out your display. Make sure all the colors look right. Um, make sure we got enough spares on site. Um, definitely a couple of tips I would offer. Okay. Nice. And then thinking about, I mean, it's it's kind of along the line still of maintenance tips, but we got a lot of customers that have displays around around the coast, right? And they they have different experiences than some other places in the country might because they may have to deal with things like hurricanes if it happens. We don't have very many hurricanes up in South Dakota. We do not. Um, Right. But if you're in some of those areas and are located, I know it's sometimes it's hard to say like, all right, you want to think of that when this happens, but it's an investment. Uh, Customers put money towards it. And if hurricanes come in, there's something they should think about with these high winds or, I mean, even tornadoes, right? Is there anything Mm -hmm. that maybe they can do to help prepare for these type of events? Most definitely. Um, 
depending on where that display is at, most of our displays outdoor are rear serviceable, right? So we might have a catwalk uh, system behind there. The major thing, if you're in that type of area, go to that cat, go to that catwalk, go behind the display, make sure all your back sheets are secure because if they're not, they are, they are susceptible to fly off if you have a, a tornado or anything that high winds. So we want to go to the back of the display, make sure everything is secure. Uh, your back sheets are locked and tight, screw down tight. If you have any um, bins, like we used to put like spare part bins on the catwalk. If mm -hmm. you have any mods that are just laying on the catwalk, you want to gather all that stuff up and secure it into a bin um, because we don't want that stuff flying all over. And it, it, it can do some serious damage mm -hmm. in high winds and go damage another piece of property. So just making sure all your back sheets are secure, making sure all parts are off the catwalk, nothing laying around, nothing loose. Um, for those type of situations. That's right. what I would recommend. Okay. Yeah. We're, to clarify, we're talking about extreme weather here, not just a, a, a nice summer breeze or anything. <laughs> yeah, we're talking right. about the, the extreme events where yep. the, the wind is getting really high and, and yes. can, can potentially cause some harm. So mm -hmm. make sure those, those back sheets are, are secure. That's a, a good tip there. And anything else on those catwalks, making sure they're not, uh, not loose and, and can fly around. Mm -hmm. um, right. What about after the event? Say say the, the hurricane's over uh, and you want to come check out your display afterwards. Anything specific to look for there? I would definitely recommend the customer going up and actually going as close as they can to that display and looking for any physical damage. Um, in that, um, in a current, in a, a high wind situation or a hail storm, you know, hail can damage the louvers. Mm -hmm. So it can bust the louvers. It can bust LEDs. So I would definitely recommend them go up to the display see if you can see anything that's been busted you know anything that any leds that are out um look for any physical damage that's for sure go up and check and um, we want to make sure we take care of it have you run into some interesting situations with those weather with weather like that have you seen the effects of it firsthand during your service days so there was a tornado that ran through downtown atlanta this was during the 2007 final four Okay. Um, and we had a Galaxy product that just got tore up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was <laughs> on the ground. Um, I mean, that tornado came and did some serious damage to uh, the city of downtown Atlanta. So, yeah, so when the display is on the ground, there's not much you really can do. You know, Mother right. Nature has taken over. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's what you have insurance for, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, just another thing I know I've seen um, at baseball stadiums. Well, baseballs have really messed up our louvers, you know, foul balls. Mm -hmm. They destroy louvers or for our ribbon boards, you know, mm -hmm. uh, definitely seen those. So I uh, want to get those replaced um, to make your display look uniform. So I like it. And I know I think we've, we've seen before we can include a link in the show notes. There is a, a kind of extreme weather guide, I believe is what we call it, yep. um, to help customers, too, because I think it even covers hey, when you go out and check then afterwards, you should probably gather some pictures of how everything looks, what type of pictures it should you be taking. So for our right. for our listeners, we can definitely include a link to that. Um, so sure. thinking about maybe just not even, you kind of hinted a little bit, it wasn't weather related. So is there any other kind of uh, quirky display cleaning issues that you've ever run into over the years? Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get to uh, the spring checkup and these spring uh, maintenance checks, you know, when you go out there, you never know what you're going to expect when you open up a display. Uh, I've seen 
all types of things. I've seen birds nests <laughs> in our scoreboards. Um, and I've seen with eggs in there and I was like, okay, I need to fix <laughs> this module here. I can't get to it because there's a bird nest with eggs. So I would have to call the, my contact at the university and say, Hey, do you have an animal control department? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. cause I need help. I don't want to disturb these eggs. Yeah. You know, can they remove it? Can they remove it? Yep. So I can do my work. Uh, so I've seen that in some cases. Uh, wasps and hornet's nests are very common. Yikes. Um, you see those in our displays. They're hiding um, in the displays, especially in audio cabinets as well. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. huge, massive nests. Uh, <laughs> and they, they just make your skin crawl. I mean, it's just like you got to go get it, cans and cans of wasp spray just to be able to go to, to work, you know, and just get rid of those. I've seen squirrels. Um, oh no! In displays as well, uh, just because the the back sheets again, the back sheets were not properly sealed, and squirrels were living in the display, chewing up the power wires and our um, our data wires. And um, that doesn't sound you, good. <laughs> not at all. And the, <laughs> and the crazy thing about it, I did not know until you know I, I was doing on a rare occasion I was doing service at night, and I went out there. I just had my headlamp on, and I open the back sheet and a squirrel just jumps out at oh my me. gosh I yeah <laughs> i jump i scream i dropped that i was like oh my goodness i almost had a heart attack i just had a national lampoon <laughs> scene i was just run through thinking my that <laughs> where he opens the door and the squirrel jumps out yes. he's looking at the, yes. in the tree yes. oh man <laughs> so uh, i can't imagine i don't know how you'd be i don't know how you prepare for that you just yeah, you just see all types of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so curious when you see, like you said, the bird's nest had eggs in it, and you had to call them to bring like animal control to relocate the nest so you could do your job. Um, do you have to do that with like the wasp nests, or what happens there? Do you do you just make sure that you can work and do your job, and then still tell them afterwards, hey, you stung. need to clean this thing out, or or have you yeah, actually so, had to take it out yourself? So I've got like three. I've got a whole bunch of stories about wasp nests. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've actually bought a wasp suit. Okay. So, so yeah, this is when I was doing a lot of service in audio cabinets. So I had the whole gear on because I just hated being stung. Some guys don't <laughs> mind. I have gotten stung in my face, my eye, everywhere, ears, oh. you name it. So it just sucks. So I got a suit and I would not disturb them. But in other cases down in South Alabama, I, there was just so many, I couldn't even climb up to get to this play. And I was like, I said, Mr. Customer, what do you want me to do here? Either you take care of them or I'm going to take care of them. I, I can't do my job because they're in the way. They're everywhere. Uh, so in that case, I, you know, I took my cans of wasp spray and took care of them. Um, I know in a bill, another instance here in, in Atlanta and a billboard, me and a coworker went up there and it was like, it was a nightmare. They were everywhere. I mean, I mean, big, massive nests is like size of like a volleyball or softballs. I mean, they're huge. Wow. And I said, I'm not comfortable. You have to send, I told the customer, you have to send someone to come kill these. You know, we're just not comfortable. It's just, we're going to get stung. Yep. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not good. So a whole bunch of different stories for all different wasps. And it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy out there. <laughs> so we have our own podcast on just wasp stories is what you're telling me. Yeah. We'll have to right. have a follow up. <laughs> so you're done with the service side of things. So you don't have to worry about those anymore. You, you've got your suit mounted on a, on a wall now as a memory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so your new role, we're switching gears a little bit, is into project management. Can you talk about um, what you're doing there and, and how it differs from your former service position? 
Yeah. So there is a huge difference as far as I get to see another side of the company that I was not exposed to when I was in field service. Um, this project manager role has been great. I have had some huge, great mentors uh, here in the Southeast region and all over the company. Um, but my role has kind of changed. Like you said, I am basically doing budgets now. I work directly with our salesmen, uh, creating budgets for customers. I am scheduling installs. I am hiring subcontractors. I'm coordinating the project. Once we get the, with the sale, I coordinate it from the sale all the way to completion of the project. So I get to see the entire process. Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this process. You know, I get to see all the ins and outs that I had no idea that our project managers had to deal with um, before I uh, moved into this role. So working with our sales team has been great. Uh, they've been a huge help. Um, working with my fellow uh, PMs have been huge. Um, and then just being a higher different subcontractors and reaching out uh, in the different areas has been a great learning experience for me. So still get to work with customers. Mm -hmm. uh, just not actually with them all the time. Um, like I was in my field service days, but still get to work for customers and provide the best price and product for our customers, you know? So I, I, I kind of am a pseudo salesman. I don't want to say I'm a salesman, yep. but I'm helping making sure we have the right price. So it looks good to the customers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that's uh, what I'm dealing with in the project management world. Now, because I've I've worked with project managers before and know a couple of them personally, and that that group is amazing because mm -hmm. you know you're involved, like you said, meeting with the customer, even the sales reps coming up with pricing. But a lot of it, from I don't the outside looking in, I would say too, is always knowing that when when and if we get that project, how is it going to get done on time, on price? What are all the things that are going to happen while it's being installed? Things mm -hmm. to think about. And Gary, I got to think about aside from having to worry about, you know, hornet's nest, your, <laughs> your, your plethora of experience that you've gone through here in field service in the different areas, I got to imagine that kind of helps out in this role, right? Yes. It's funny you say that. Um, cause, uh, one of my mentors was like, man, you have a huge head start. And I was like, I was like, I never thought about this, but about it like that I was like, yes, I know being with that transfer 15 years in that role, I know what it would take, how long it's supposed to take. Now, you know, there are some variables, you know, on site that mm -hmm. you can't account for, but the overall project, I know, okay, I know how long it's going to take to hang the sign, how long it's going to do to get power to it, how long it's going to take to commission it, training, all that stuff. So I can use that judgment for, that I had in the past to really help me. And I really appreciate that knowledge that I gained uh, in the past and it's helping me um, in this new role. So. Yes. And I got to think it's, um, it's even te any technology, technology company has it too, where it's even just the, the internal nomenclature, right? What are the different right. products, different right. services offered? Like, I mean, you're talking about a head start too, is even you worked with a lot of the same products that you're quoting now, even. So it's kind of, you have this firsthand experience and it's, I don't, I just, we've always known you as the service guy. When I heard you got into project management, I was just like, it's not that it's a no-brainer, but I was like, that's going to be awesome because you were yeah. able to pull on all that experience for all this stuff. So that's great. Yes, sir. I'm definitely uh, fortunate for sure. So glad to be able in this position, most definitely. And and the one thing I think that he forgot to tell us, though, in his origin story is a lot of people know Gary as the unofficial face of Dactronics. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Yeah. Tell us that story. <laughs> Who ran around with a camera to make sure that they got your picture? <laughs> so I'm going to call him out because okay. he's the man behind the camera was my boss, Jack Pickett. So <laughs> okay. I am the fa the pseudo face of Dak Chance because of him. He would have <laughs> his camera everywhere. Um, 
uh, he went and he, we would take photos, you know, uh, for marketing material. So mm-hmm. I give all the credit to Jack Pickett if he's listening uh, <laughs> for me being the face of Dexonics in the service role for sure. So I appreciate him. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely kind of an inside uh, inside joke among amongst us in marketing too, because anytime we need you know, marketing materials or brochures, websites, social media. We try to make sure we get pictures of things happening on the field. And we would always get, you know, just people doing a lot of hard work and Gary would be right there. And you'd always, it was, it was the perfect <laughs> smile, always looking right at the camera every time. So it was, I think there's like a handful of pictures that you're in that we have used in blog posts, the website, literature. Yes, sir. So. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, it I'm glad just, to pay, I'm glad to play a small role. Yeah. <laughs> very photogenic. So good work there. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. But, uh, we want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing all your experiences and, and talking about uh, display maintenance 101 to, to get people ready for uh, turning their displays back on in the spring. So thank you for, for sharing everything with us, Gary. No problem. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 